Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We are live on Grace for Purpose Publishing Co. page, and I have the amazing author, Miss Denise Walker. I'm super excited to talk with her about her projects as well as Faith While Waiting. We're going to talk about faith in, in publishing and faith in being a mom and faith in just our everyday life. So I'm super excited for this conversation. So I'm Juanita Woodson, owner of Grace for Purpose Publishing Co. I'm a mom, a wife, an author, publisher, a coach, a whole lot of hats that both of us wear as well. So Ms. Denise, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, first, um, as you said, I'm a, a wife. Uh, I'll be married for 25 years in February. Um, I'm a mother of a 19-year-old. Y'all pray for me. Um, but he's a good, he's a good kid. But you know, teenagers. Um, I am an educator. I will be starting my 24th year as a teacher this um, next week, actually. And um, in my business, I have business and ministry, and then both of them are hope. And I just kind of look at it from that perspective. Um, my business is Arm of Hope Writing and Publishing Services, and my ministry is Hope in Christ. So through my ministry, I create um, Bible journaling or Bible verse mapping books. Also, I do speaking to women about healing and overcoming and walking in their God-given purpose. So they come out of the places of barrenness and walking what God has for them. And I also do podcasting. I have taken a break because of so much going on in my life, but um, I do podcasting. My podcast is Hope in Christ with Denise. And um, that's pretty much my ministry. And in my business, I am a, an editor, copy editor of children's books and Christian nonfiction. And I have, and I also edit for Fiverr. So I do my, my business and also on Fiverr. And I do writing coaching for Christian nonfiction mostly and in some children's books, as well as um, publishing my own works. I have written 10 books um, to date. Uh, I have two women's fiction so far, um, two YA Christian fiction, and also my five verse mapping books that I've written so, and then my business, my business journal that I created. So um, that's a little bit about what I do. I kind of wear a lot of hats as well. Yes. <laughs> I also want to say you wear a lot of hats and I know that you're also, like you said, a mom, a wife, you're also a teacher. So where do you find the time to run your business, your ministry? Where do you find that time? I actually, what I do is I've learned how to balance, like when we take breaks for school, so my school breaks or my time to work on business ministry, um, if I need to write, that's when I write. And um, so that it's not all clashing together. Mm -hmm. um, my editing doesn't allow me to do that because my editing is constantly coming in throughout the, the year. So what I do is um, I try to leave everything at school and get it all done before I leave. When I get home, it's business. Most of the time, it's my editing. Um, like right now, I will be finishing up a writing project for myself, and I have two editing projects that I'm working on. And so I've written out my schedule. I have to, I have to be very, very strategic. So I have a schedule that I write out, and 
I have to stick to that schedule in order to not get overwhelmed. Okay. And I know that takes a lot of patience and discipline to be able to wear all of those hats and not just for your own projects, but for other people's projects as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) so this month we are talking about faith while waiting. And I know that is maybe such, it's a layered topic. I feel like, you know, we can go in a lot of different directions when we talk about faith while waiting, but tell us a little bit about what faith means to you and how it has helped you through periods of waiting in your own life. So faith to me means putting my trust in God. And um, it has not always been, sometimes I have tried to put my trust in myself, put my trust in other people, lean and depend on other people. But through um, my struggles in waiting for certain things, for example, when um, the doctors told us we couldn't have children, that was a waiting process. So that's where I had to put my faith in God because doctors didn't know what to do. And so I trusted God for giving us a child because, um, and that's one of what my um, women's fiction is about, is that walking and trusting trusting God in a process of um, the condition of endometriosis. So um, so that's pretty much what I, what I would say faith is. Okay. And so I know you mentioned, you mentioned one of your books, which I have, I have the first book in your, in your series. So I need to get the second one. And so reading this book, tell us a little bit about the redemption series, because I think that anybody who's in a season of waiting, you can get hope and encouragement from reading. And I've only read the first one. So, and this one encouraged me. So tell us a little bit about this series. So the series is based on the backdrop of my condition of um, experiencing endometriosis, but also I saw it as a modern day Hannah from scripture. So back in the biblical days, they wouldn't have a like a name for what the condition was, but I actually experienced endometriosis being told I couldn't have kids after having a miscarriage. So it's pretty much bad wound is a lot of my story um with some fiction included but sufficient grace is that after you've gone through after you overcome and trusted god he can do anything he and his grace is sufficient and so sufficient grace is knowing that god doesn't need help then nobody needs to cut you doctors don't need to do anything god can do it himself and so the the between those two books i kind of un- understood it as the way God gave it to me as far as redemption is in book one, Hannah was redeemed. And so in order for us to help somebody else be redeemed, we have to come to redemption. We have to let God heal us. And so then in book two, her mom is redeemed. So you read, you you know, the the relationship, the lack of relationship between her and her mom was just not good at all. And so after her healing process, then she was able to understand her mom's um, process of what she needed as well. Right. And it's like I said, it's very layered. And then your book, when I say anybody can read it and, you know, feel hope, you mentioned something at the beginning of your book and you say that barrenness doesn't just apply to the womb. 
because mm -hmm. you can be barren in other aspects of your life as well. So what you just mentioned about book number two, it kind of makes me think that that's the direction that it's going to go that, you know, barrenness is not just about the womb. So can you talk about what that process, if as much as you're, you know, open to share what that process was like for you and mm -hmm. really having to just put your faith in God in your waiting season? So um, with that being barrenness is spiritual as well as physical, um, I walked through an empty season of, you know, feeling broken, feeling mm -hmm. rejected, feeling um, having gone, gone through abuse and gone through just many different things in my life. Um, I felt that God didn't love me because mm -hmm. other people. So I put God in that same hat as, you know, as other people. And so that was my experience. And then I had to get to the place of God saying to me, I remember being in church one day and I was sitting down and I was looking around and everybody and the church was just going on. And I was sitting there and I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, sitting there saying, God, why can't anybody see my pain? I was, you know, Christian sitting in church, saved, you know, the the process, but I was still empty. I was still barren and right. not knowing how to move in, in his purpose. Hearing God say, I need you to go do this. This is what I called you to do, but afraid of rejection, afraid of those different things. And so um, that particular day, God said, give it to me. And so having to, I guess, waiting on people, I would say, putting my faith in people, trying to wait on them to see what my pain was and help me through my pain. They couldn't. It was that it was me waiting to to not necessarily hear from God because he was speaking, but me get to the place of just getting quiet. And in that moment, him saying, give me everything that I did not equip you to carry. Right. So that was my and if um in Baron Wound, you'll see Hannah go into a church setting and the same kind of thing because I wanted to make sure that was in the story that we can be sitting in church and still broken. Right. 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 And you can you can feel like you're on an island by yourself when you're dealing with those heavy things that could first of all, God never asked us to carry those things ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I know that me personally things that I have experienced how hard it can be to give God those things right like I think that in a sense we almost we hold on to them and they comfort us mm -hmm. those hard things that we have a hard time giving up like they're so comfortable we're so used to holding on to those hard things so what do we have if we give that up as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's even that's even a test of our faith and whew, I know that this comes, like I said, it can go, it's very layered. And when you start to peel back those layers and you start to think about the blessing that God has for us on the other side of the waiting, there are things that we have to do in our waiting season to get to that other side. So this, I know the redemption series, and then you mentioned also your journal mapping books. So you've published a number of books. How much impact has your faith had on the books that you have published? 100%. Everything that I do is to um, bring people hope, 
um, to hope in the only hope there is Christ our Lord. And um, so even with the, the verse mapping books, it is to, I always say, we won't know who we are until we understand who he is. And so getting into the word of God and digging deeper into the word, because I remember just times where people would read a scripture to me and I'm like, okay, what does all that mean? And so um, God started giving me these strategies because I'm an English teacher, started giving me these strategies and I would begin to journal these um, scriptures out and it helped me to understand who is Christ, um, who is God. And so helping me to know who he made me to be. So I believe that that's um, 100% part of my faith, even my business. Um, Many of the people that come to me for writing coaching or editing are women who have walked through the same journey. Okay. Um, so their nonfiction memoirs, a lot of it has to do with overcoming something, right. um, finding hope in God, um, healing, being redeemed. So uh, all of it is, I would say all of it is centered together. And then um, the ministry like I have an event this Saturday where it'll be an event where women are coming to heal. And, okay. and so I try to center everything around that hope. Um, and so hope is the acronym. It's healing or health, spiritual health and physical health. Um, overcoming is the O and purpose. God's purpose is the P. And then the E is eternal perspective. Okay. Okay. So your faith has a lot to do with everything that you do. Mm -hmm. I know God is the center of your life. And one thing I love is I love when I meet people and I connect with them and I see that, I see that light shine. So we connected at a, an author book event Mm -hmm. we met there. And when I, when I tell you, like, you can really see the faith that you have in God illuminated on you. So, and I love that, you know, your light shines when when God says that we should be the salt of the earth. That is so important. And like you said, the women that you work with, they, they've had to heal through something. So I think everything that God does, he's lined you up with people who they need help in pushing out their, their book babies, essentially. So I think that... Um, there's a reason that that we've connected and and I know God will show that show us that even more as time goes on. So we're both authorpreneurs. So as an authorpreneur, has your faith ever been tested in this journey? Oh yes. Um I would say when I first released my um the way God gave me my first YA um fiction, Hannah's Hope. Um it was my story, my story of sexual abuse and like, it, but I didn't go too deep into it, but okay. it was that she came to, somebody came to bring hope to her, which was her dad. Um, and she didn't know what to do, how to do it, but God gave me the vision of it, but people didn't necessarily like it because it was a um, middle school student. And so I ended up telling people, I would find myself telling people, this is happening. I'm a middle school teacher and this is happening all the time. And so um, the, it's a tool to help our girls, if something is happening to them, to be able to tell somebody, right. and they tell somebody what's happening to them. But they, stay, they stayed stuck on the message of her being molested. Okay. And 
Um, but I, that was one of my challenges in business. And um, I think that was, I would say that was one of my greatest ones because I felt like, did I do something wrong? But then I said, I just kept feeling God say, I, that's, I gave it to you. Right. Um, he gave me a dream of Hannah's Hope before I wrote Hannah's Hope. Okay. Um, I was, I, I was asleep and there was this lady standing in front of me with a book in her hand. And she was interviewing me about this. She said, tell me about this character on the front of your book. Um, who is Hannah? What? Tell me about her. And literally, this lady was holding the cover that I created. Oh, wow. She was holding that. And I, was, and I woke up and I said, God, I didn't write a book. I didn't write a fiction book. I don't even know how to write fiction. And so he just began to give it to me. And so me doubting that I had done something wrong because it was a teen character, a preteen character. Um, God reminded me, no, I gave you that vision. And so the fast forward, Baron Wound is still Hannah, Hannah as an adult. Right. And so she ends up, and one day I said, God, why are you giving me her as an adult and as a kid? I'd have written the kid books and now I'm writing her as an adult. He said, because if women don't deal with the little girl that's lost inside mm -hmm. of them, and they will stay that little girl and they will remain lost. They have to become the woman of God that I created them. Yes. And and I, I had figured, I was like, wait a second, her dad saved her. And I remember in book number one, she talks about how mm -hmm. her dad kind of came to her rescue when she was younger. So I have to check, I have to check out the young adult of once of this too. So and how did you so how did you overcome the challenges? which I think you kind of touched on it, but let's just dig a little bit deeper. How did you overcome those challenges of kind of what the naysayers were saying about your book? Um, I think I overcame it by staying um, tunnel vision, as we would call it. Um, keeping tunnel vision, seeking God and not man um, about what he told me to write. And also making sure that I zoomed in on my target audience. Who is my target audience? And so I began to try to market it to um, trouble. Well, I want to say trouble girls at at promise girls. Okay. Um, so then it was a little bit better. But now I've seen more women read Hannah's Hope and Hannah's Heart than girls and so um i say okay lord I, what's that about but it's just like it's like women are seeing man i remember this being yeah. me and why didn't i deal with it or how did i forget it or things like that so okay and one thing that i'm learning just from this conversation that we're having your purpose is not just for you and your pain is not either when you allow god to do a working, right? So just based off of everything that you've shared, the things that you've experienced, you've taken it and you've written books to encourage other people. So in your seasons of waiting, because I know that those seasons can come more than once. Um, and then I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I'm gonna continue experience seasons of waiting in my own life, but it's all about how you allow God to show up in mm -hmm. your waiting seasons. So I truly appreciate you sharing. I'm excited to read the second book, but I think I need to go and read the young adult books 
I want to get those as well because I'm really I really enjoyed the first one and I I like that you mentioned that barrenness is not just mm-hmm. in the womb and I think anybody can relate to that because everybody's going to go through some type of waiting season but it's all about what you do in that season so how can we the viewers and the listeners how can we connect with you on social media and then also how can we get copies of your books and then check out your podcast as well um so you can connect with me at, at, on instagram so instagram facebook at author denise m walker um and at on tiktok is the at the hope way and so there's um tiktok at the hope way and instagram facebook and also the new platform um i can't i, I uh, threads <laughs> Threads, Author Denise and Walker. So those are the the places you can follow me uh, at the Hope Way on TikTok. I really do a lot of my Bible journaling um, strategies for people, and um, and then my email is Denise. I'm sorry, contact at deniseandwalker.com. Okay, perfect. And I know you said you were taking a break from podcasting. Can we check out any of the older episodes that you released? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my podcast is on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. And um, you can look at um, or listen to the different episodes where I've interviewed. I interviewed some authors. I also have some teaching. I, I do teaching every other Sunday. Okay. And it goes live on the radio and it goes live on Facebook as well. So um, that's something else that I do. Okay, perfect. And then how can we order copies of your books and journals? My books, you could either um, message me um, by going to, you can go to my website, www.deniseandwalker.com. And, um, and I should be able to mail it out to you or they're on Amazon as well. Yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and um, some of them are on Walmart's website, um, but most of them, all of them are are on Amazon. Okay, perfect. And then I know you mentioned an event that you have coming up this weekend, but are there any other events that you can share with us that we may be able to come out and see you? Um, I will be at the Christian Book Lovers Retreat in Charlotte, North Carolina in October. Um, the last weekend in October, this is my, I think it's my fourth year going to the Christian retreat and I will be hosting the, a workshop um, on the hope method, one of my latest journals. Um, and then I'll be one of the authors will be doing other things at the retreat as well, but that's my upcoming. And then the one this weekend is a women's conference here in my hometown in Covington. Okay. Um, and I'll be vending at this one. And so those are my two. And one of my projects that I'm working on that I'm kind of, my, my nephew's been in the hospital, so I've been kind of stopping and starting. But the the project is book three of the Redemption series in this call, okay. So That You May Live. And so in book three, Hannah goes and opens a women's center for to help women who are going through and experiencing some of the things that she she went through. Okay, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have to message you so I can get the second one. But I'm definitely amped up to keep reading. So I have really enjoyed this conversation as we are talking about faith while waiting. I am super excited to see all that God continues to do 
through you and I thank you for sharing about your books and sharing a little bit about your testimony with us. Well, what message of hope can you share with someone struggling with faith during a waiting period right now? Um, I, I think I would say that, um, as I said earlier, Christ can do anything but fail. Um, and sometimes he's trying to teach us something in the waiting. Um, sometimes he wants to get out the get out of us things that he doesn't desire that may hinder us from moving in purpose. And so it's not a no, it's a like just not right now. Right. Um, and also just trusting, um, getting to the place of trusting. Sometimes we um put more out, and I'm speaking for myself put more trust in other individuals than, and God is teaching us to trust him. So right. I would say that he can do anything. I've seen it. Um, my son is a 19 year old when they told us we wouldn't have him. Um, and I've seen my own life, you know, having gone through, having to go through surgery with endometriosis mm -hmm. and um, he kept me, he kept me each and every time. And um and all of it was a lesson. There was a lesson in everything that he has walked me through to forgive, to release people. And all. There, there was just so many things he has taught me. Definitely. Like I say, faith while waiting. Listen, it's very layered. There are a lot of layers that you have to peel back when you are in that waiting season. But do those hard things. And as Denise shared today, do the hard things like, don't don't ever stop putting your faith and your trust in God. You'll come out of the season so much stronger when you put your faith in God to help you get through the waiting period. So thank you once again, Denise, for coming on and sharing with us. Make sure if you watch the playback that you tag someone who needs to hear this message of hope and encouragement, anybody that's going through a waiting season, share it with them. And then also make sure that you go and you grab all of Denise's books. They are available on Amazon. You can message her as, like she said, follow her on social media, stay connected with her for all the great things that she will be doing. And then make sure you tune in tomorrow for our next episode of Our Faith While Waiting. We'll have author Lisa Freeman on with us. I'm super excited. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. If you watch the playback, just let us know in the comments that you're watching the replay. Make sure you follow Grace for Purpose Co. on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We appreciate you for tuning in. Have a safe night. Bye-bye.